Welcome to Totalus Rankium. This week, Otho. Hello, and welcome to Totalus Rankium Podcast. This is Jamie. And Rob, and this is episode 8, Otho. Right, just before we get started. Yeah, I um, want to say thank you to LJ Trafford, a fantastic author. Um, congratulations on your new book being published, Galba's Men. And speaking of men... Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we called you a man like six or seven times that episode. We're sorry. Yeah, it just goes to show our research maybe could be better. Yeah. It's dangers of initials. Dangers of initials, yeah. Yeah, we'll say yeah. that. Anyway. Thank you and well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not hating us. Right, okay, let's start then. Oh, I forgot to do my Augustus to Augustus thing. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh, well, that's what we're doing. They probably know that by now. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Second of the four of the Year of the Four Emperors. Two or four. This will be halfway through then when we finish. Yes. Um, so, it's been a week, so I'm just going to spring this on you now. Yeah. Let's do a recap. Brilliant. Off you go. Okay, so... Um, Galba was emperor, wasn't very good, he's very strict, Yeah. we may have mentioned that. We did. Um, and his men hated him, and he was killed by his own... Oh no, he declared someone else the emperor. No looking at your notes. Oh, he declared somebody <laughs> else the emperor. Piso. The heir, yes. He yes, yeah. you're, you're going to be heir, um, and they didn't really like that, but Piso could sweet talk the, the yeah, guard around a little bit. Yeah, he showed some promise, didn't he? Yeah, but they didn't yeah. want that. No. Um, so they basically slaughtered Pisa. He tried to seek refuge somewhere mm. in a temple. Yeah. They, he was just butchered alive, or butchered until death. Butchered dead, I guess. Butchered till death. Yes. Yeah. And then um, they they went out and killed uh, Galba, and he said something like, "Go on, do your worst." Then and yeah. they did. <laughs> they yeah. cut his head off. So last week, Otho kind of just appeared at the end, didn't he? Yes, from right. nowhere. So let's go back and figure out what was going on with him. So but, this is the way that our timelines run parallel, don't they? Yes. We'll go right back to the start of Otho's life, life, and we will soon catch back up. But before then, okay. I want you to picture in your mind's eye. Oh, I like these. Yeah. Okay. Here's how we're starting this week. Yeah. Picture a tent. A tent. Okay. I completely made this bit up, by the way. It might have been a womb, who knows. But I'm going for a tent. I think it fits better. A young man enters and looks at an old man. Ooh. Tell me, old man, what does my future hold? Asks the young man, eyes bright with possibilities. I see great things, the old man replied. For one day you will be emperor. <gasps> yeah, young man was pleased with this. Yeah. He left the tent vowing one thing to himself, Ooh. but whatever happened, he would make sure this prophecy came true. Was this young man Otho? It was. Now, I couldn't really... It's a very famous story, although I have made everything up yeah. <laughs> in the details, but there was, um, it's very well known that Otho heard a prophecy one, at one point um, that he would be the emperor. They seem to like their prophecies, didn't they? Oh, they do. They love their prophecies. Couldn't get enough of the prophecy. Um, but I, I couldn't figure out exactly when he heard this prophecy, so I'll put it at the start as a nice little introduction. That's nice, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's actually go to his birth. He was born on the 28th of April, 32 <gasps> CE. That is 10 days after me. 32 CE. Well, okay. <laughs> um, 2000, no, one, no. A long time. So BCE. 10 days. No, no, sorry, CE. CE. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's a lot younger than Galba, who was yeah. born in BCE. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was called Marcus Salvius Otho. Mm. No, this was an equestrian family, so he's not come from senatorial stock. No, so he's, he's the horsey clan, isn't he? Yeah, horsey clan. They're not quite as high up as the senators, but they're not no. the dregs of society. Well, they've got horses. So. Yeah. The family claimed to be descended from the princes of Atura. Ah, who's that? That basically is several hundred years before what we're talking about. Anyone could have claimed this. There was certainly no proof for yeah. it. Yeah, I'm I'm related to Queen Victoria. Oh, are you? No, no. But yeah, I mean, it would be even more. It would be like I'm related to Edward the First. Oh, okay. Yeah, even further back. Yeah. Well, I'm related to William the Conqueror. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's actually probably quite likely. He, yeah, probably. I think we yeah. all are a bit. Right, okay, so his grandfather came to prominence by the favour of Livia. Yet again, <gasps> we hear Livia just Livia. liking people and bringing them into favour. So she likes his grandfather. Yeah, so yeah. He's a swell dude. Yeah. His father was dearly loved by Tiberius, and according to Suetonius, looked so like Tiberius that some suggested that it was Tiberius's son. So Otho was perhaps the illegitimate son of. Grandson. Grandson. Yeah. Tiberius. Now, that is just, again, I got this from Suetonius, and he does love his gossip. It's probably not <laughs> true at all. No. No. No, but um, I'll, I'll throw that in as well. Excellent. So who knows? His mother was called Albia Terentia. Albia Terentia. Yes, who was a noble woman. And she had two sons, one being Marcus, the younger one, and the older one being Titanius. Titanius? That sounds quite grand, doesn't it? It's like almost metal. Yeah. Titanic, you know, t- Titanish, yeah. and also a daughter. We don't know her name. Well, in Roman times, yeah. woman didn't matter. No, so that's his family. That's, oh, that's okay. how he starts off. He was apparently a wild youth. Was Otho? He would stay out all night, getting into all sorts of trouble. He'd get drunk. He'd fight. He'd grab drunk people at night time and wrap them in blankets. Why? I'm guessing not because they looked cold. No, <laughs> I'm guessing it was more a strangle sort of thing. Yeah, sort of run up with your friends with a couple of blankets. Yeah. Wrap them in a blanket, drag them away. in the sewers. Oh, throw them in the sewers? Sort of practical jokes kind of thing. Throwing someone in the sewers is not a practical joke. That's just cruelty. It's <laughs> just irresponsible. Yes. So put in a blanket and throw them in the sea. A bit of laughs and giggles, as long as it's not tied up. <laughs> not in a sewer. In Otho's defence, I didn't actually see it anywhere that he threw anyone into the sewer. That was Nero, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. I'm guessing Otho probably did it as well. Right, at some point around this time, um, his father died. Ah, oh, Yeah, so... Again, another early death in the family. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit older now, but um, he's a young man. 48. This seemed to free him up a little bit. And apparently he hung around the palace until he noticed a freed woman employed there. Ooh. So an ex-slave who was now employed by the palace... And this is your first sign of Otho's ambition. Oh dear. He then approached her and gave her an offer. What do you think he said? Marry me or die. No, no. no. He paid her some money to pretend that she was in love with him. Well, that's a bit desperate, isn't it? Oh, it depends what for. Because oh. Otho's reasoning was, she's in the palace. Yeah. So she's employed there. I will uh... get into the palace this way. I'll be introduced to the Emperor Nero. And then I can get in with Nero. Political manoeuvring. It was political manoeuvring, and it worked perfectly. He was very quickly in Nero's court and became great friends with Nero. They seemed to get on. They loved to party to excess. (laughs) They'd 
go out together. Remember in Nero's episodes where he'd go out and do silly things at night. Yes, so, he got inspired by his a friend, didn't he? Yeah, so it's um, strongly suggested that Otho's the person that... One of his party he, animals. He was a bad influence on Nero. Yeah. Or Nero Dreamers. was a bad influence on Otho. We're not really sure. They were a bad influence on each other, shall we say. Yeah. They got up to all sorts of crazy stuff. Calm down. Yeah. So he essentially became the most powerful man in the Empire, apart from Nero at this wow. point. Senators would go to him to try and stop being prosecuted. Really? And Otho was in a position where he could easily sort things out using bribery and just mm. his power and just grease the wheels behind the scenes. But Nero had somebody that was controlling everything. Yeah, N- Nero had um, his mother and that then he it. had um, the leader of the Praetorian Guard at the time and his tutor, so Seneca and Boas, who controlled him in the early days. But yes. this is towards the those five years yeah. that were good. Yeah. And this is when his friends start coming in yeah. and saying, you don't want to listen to your mother, you don't want to listen to the Praetorian Guard. Yeah. Do what you want, Nero. Yeah, have a drink. Yeah, go on. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, there they are, Nero and Otho, good friends. One night, Otho received Agrippina and Nero for supper. And it was a really nice night. Otho was perfectly polite and acted and I quote in the kindest and most exquisite manner that's good so he yeah. like had his little pinky up and yeah yeah he didn't yeah. put his elbows on the table no he was perfect oh wow yeah he even ate yeah. with his knife in the right hand in his you're supposed to do that uh, in the right hand oh in the right hand okay yeah I honestly can't remember which I used, one I was supposed to hold it. in the right hand but I swap over it turns out me easy yeah I've got no idea I don't anyway. know why I'm talking about this he, Otho knew, and he didn't. Yeah, yeah. well... It's, it's better than us. That's why I became emperor. Yeah, so why do you think he was just so well-behaved and well-mannered that night? He, I'm guessing there's something on the cards, he's trying to get something. This was the night that Agrippina went on to that ship that sunk. Oh, yes! The whole thing was a ruse. Yeah! And it was Otho who set up the ruse. So he was acting Ooh. the whole night knowing that Agrippina was going to be murdered soon. So he's, he's probably feeling a bit happy, I guess. Yeah, and he was just acting like the perfect host. Is it is that the one where um, it sang but she swam away? Yes. And then a woman said, I'm really the Empress, and they bludgeoned her to death. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Poor so woman. goes to show Otho's prepared to go to any lengths mm. to awesome. win favour with the Emperor at this moment. So he's dedicated, isn't he? He, he wants power. Yeah, definitely. Oh dear. Things then go a bit sour between Nero and Otho. Ooh. Now, I have already mentioned this in o- uh, Nero's episode. Can you remember? No. <laughs> You won't let me look at my notes, so... (laughs) Nero fell in love with a woman called Papaya. (gasps) Papaya, isn't it where they say, you know, you look after her? Yes, that is it. And Otho married her, Yeah. but then wouldn't, didn't want to. Yeah, so Otho marries Papaya, but only on Nero's orders. Yeah. Then Otho falls in love with her, which obviously is not going to please Nero. Because the whole point is that he's just there so no one else can marry her. But yeah. Nero knows that Otho won't do anything with her, so it's fine, placeholder marriage. It's fine. One night, Nero oh. sent some men to fetch Papaya. Oh. And Otho refused them entry into his house. Well, so you then, would, wouldn't you? Nero turns up, <laughs> and Otho refused him in. The Emperor. The Emperor. Nope, you're not coming in. <laughs> not nope. just any Emperor. <laughs> But Nero. Yeah, the slightly mad dramatic one. Yeah, you're playing with fire a little bit here. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Apparently Nero stood outside cursing and threatening and kicking his heels. In a very dramatic way. Yeah, probably. Make sure everyone can see. Yes. (laughs) Don't look at me! Curse you! Stop watching this! (laughs) Then a massive 20-minute monologue. 
Yeah. But how he's feeling. Probably with a death scene in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, eventually, <laughs> Otho gave in. He's probably fed up of listening to this monologue. Yeah, fine. Coming in. <laughs> Good lord. So, he gives Papyrus up in the end. I mean, he had no choice. Aww. It was always going to happen. So, Nero decides, yeah, there's no more of this friendship, but doesn't want to kill him off. So, they're obviously still quite close. Bit of warmth there. Yeah. Uh, so decides to send him to Lusitania, which okay. is modern day Spain slash Portugal. Near Spain, Portugal. Well, that's near Greg Alba was in charge, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you see? Close. You're linking, you're <gasps> linking things. Like a chain. Yeah. Now, around this time, people um, knew all about this, and there were apparently graffiti and poems about how Otho had to give up his own wife. Yeah. And he was made a bit of a mockery of. Oh. Yeah. So. Otho is not happy. He goes off to Lysitania and remained there for ten years. Ten years? Ten years. An entire decade? Yeah, some could say that. Wow. And they'd be right too. Yeah, so, it's yeah, ten years. It yeah. is ten years. And what was surprising is he goes there and he's actually a really good ruler. Oh. He doesn't go over there and party and have a crazy time. No. Uh, he put all his partying aside and he apparently ruled very justly and fairly. So, well, that's good. He's probably sort of understood the responsibility and sort. Do you think in his head by this time he's thinking, <clears throat> I really want to be emperor. This is my practice run. Or do you think he's lost all hope with that by this point? I, I this subject, This is yeah, we're, guessing. We're, we're, we'll talk about this later when we're rating him. All right. My personal theories are both, though. Okay. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think he ever gives up on that idea of being no. an emperor. I think everything he does so he can be the emperor. So ten years go by and not much happens, or at least not much I could find out, apart from the fact he was ruling. Then, Otho heard that Galba was revolting. <laughs> like and he said, oh, why doesn't he have a bath then? Hey. Hey. Great joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, he immediately <laughs> gave his support to Galba. Well, he would. Yeah. You want to bet on the winner, don't you? And because he knows he's old, I'm guessing. He might die soon. Yeah, he's not happy with Nero, so he's not going to support no. Nero. He sees Galbert trying to be emperor mm. and thinks, well, he's quite old. Mm. I'm going to support him and get in the highest position possible. And he's good enough to be emperor. Yeah. At this point, they think. <laughs> yeah. So Otho sends Galbert a letter of support straight away and a present of some really fancy slaves that he owns. <laughs> So I'm not sure why they were fancy. Maybe because could do magic tricks or something. Well, that's nice. Maybe yeah. a mime. Yeah. Ooh, you wouldn't be happy if you bunch of mime artists turned up there, would you? Not a bunch, just one. <laughs> do they just lock them away? If yeah. Bored. You wouldn't even need a real cage to lock them in. Either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Galba, whatever he sent, maybe it was mime artists, because Galba sent them back straight away. <laughs> not having this. Because Galba, as we've learnt last week. Yeah, he's very. Straight. Traditionalist, isn't he? Yeah. He, he was like, no, I don't need these fancy slaves. I'm just getting on with my business. And he sends a letter back essentially saying, well, of course you support me. <laughs> That's a bit arrogant. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, but that, that was Galba thrown through. I get, got the impression he didn't really even think about the fact Otho had pledged his support. It was just a, another letter that day, which is why I didn't mention it last week when I was mm. talking about Otho's, uh, sorry, Galba's perspective. Because he probably just thought, oh yeah, nearby governor of nearby province said they support me. Well, that's fairly obvious. So, Otho, however, thinks, yes, this is brilliant, I'm in here. Yeah. Galba loves me. He's sent those slaves back probably because he respects me so much. And he wants me to have them. Yeah. He doesn't want me to suffer without my mime artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need my mimes. Yeah. So, he then goes to plan two. 
uh, which is to start to host lots of dinners, and he invited Galba as often as he could. And whenever Galba turned up, he would always make sure he'd pay Galba's men who would come to accompany him a gold piece each. See, that's where Otho already is better than Galba. He pays the right people. Ah, yeah. He's, he's buying his way Greasing in. those palms, if that is the saying. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so he is, he's weaseling his way in there. He's trying to butter himself up with Galba and yeah. also his men at the same time. That's quite clever. So then, um, Galba eventually, if you remember, decides to march on Rome. Otho yes. joins him in that journey. Okay. And he uses every opportunity he's got to get as close to the Emperor as possible. Galba's men start to see him as the obvious successor. Because he's always amongst his troops, he's talking to them, he's whispering in ears, saying, Gives oh, money. When, when I'm the emperor, I'll be able to give you even more money than this mm. whilst handing over some money. Ooh. He's really starting to work the crowd. Yeah, he can work the room. But we, He's like a good host. We get the sense, though, that Gal was really oblivious to all of this. Yeah. He's too busy. He's focused. Yeah, just organising his own stuff. And yeah, there's people around, sycophants, there's always people around telling him he's wonderful now he's declared he's the emperor. Yeah. So he's just carrying on. Otho, however, is completely convinced by this point that he is definitely, definitely, definitely going to be chosen as the heir. It's in the bag. Then they get to Rome, and he starts buddying up with the Praetorian Guard. So he's wasting no time as soon as he gets there. He gives them even more money. By this point, he's ran out himself, so he's borrowed a lot of money. Who did he borrow it from? Um, just people, people around Rome. Just rich, yeah. you know, pay me, I'll be a good emperor. Yeah, there, there was no shortage of creditors back in ancient Rome. Lots of senators struggled with money, so they'd just borrow money and then pay it back once they'd gone to a province and just stolen it all. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the way things worked back then. So, he was now massively in debt. However, the Praetorians are also starting to see him as an obvious successor. Well, yeah. Because he's giving them cash. Now, if you remember, mm. this is the same time that Galba's not mentioning bonuses. Yes. So, so that's going to play in the mind that, well, you're not giving us money, you are, I like you. Yeah, but they're thinking, well, that's fine, though, it's not too bad, because Otho's going to be the heir, because yes. he's whispered in my ear that he's going to be the heir, and he's in the know, so I'll put up the Galba, he's old, yeah. he's going to die soon. Yeah. And Otho will call him along, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right, he then, just to make doubly, triply sure... <laughs> made a secret arrangement with Vinius. Remember, Vinius was one of um, people close to Galba. Yes. Agreeing to marry Vinius's daughter in exchange for his support. Well, there we go. That's, again, kind of loving your way in rather than buying your way in. Yeah. Paying with his advantage. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Right. Okay, so it's all set up for them, isn't it? Otho has managed to manoeuvre himself into a position where all the guard love him, all the soldiers seem to love him. Yeah. The closest advisor to the Emperor has got a pact to put in a good word for him, mm. and he seems to be getting on brilliantly with the Emperor himself. It seems pretty good at the moment, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh -oh. Okay. So, in January um, 69, Galba announces <laughs> that Piso is the heir. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. That would make Otho very annoyed. It did. All that effort, all that work. Yeah, he was not best pleased at all. It was a huge shock and a blow to him. And uh, this time he stated that it would be the same to die on the battlefield against enemies or his creditors in the forum. It made no difference. So he, he knew that this was not going well. Yeah. yeah. Oh dear. So what would you do if you were Arthur? Well, he's got power now though, hasn't he? 
Yeah. He's got the guards. Yeah. I think this is where can start plotting. Yeah, now if you remember last week I said it was only a handful of days after the air was declared before Gallo yeah. died. Yeah. Otho jumped straight into action. He Ooh. decided it was time to be proactive. You can't get more proactive than that, can you? <laughs> yeah, he probably went on one of those proactive sem- seminars. Yeah, this is how you run a business, guys. Yeah. If it's not working, grab a sword and run someone through. <laughs> he managed to hire about 20-odd Praetorian guards, so not just general support, but he's paying, well-trained. Them, paying them to really follow his orders. Yeah. Again, he has to borrow a huge amount of money to do this, so he's now even more in debt. He sets a plan in motion to go and kill Galba, but then stops, and this is really interesting. Why? Because he realised the cohort on guard at the time was the same one that had been guarding Caligula when he died, and the same one that had deserted Nero when Nero was losing it at the end. So he doesn't trust them? No, it's not that. He did it. Lest he bring too much odium upon it. So, to give him a bad name? Yeah, he, he didn't. want a yeah. reputation? Yeah. It's, yeah. Isn't that nice? That is good. Well, he's playing yeah. for himself, though, isn't he? He's thinking, because then people won't trust me. Ah, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe it was Links less that little bit. Maybe it was just cunning. We know how political he is. Yeah. Right. Galba... On his last day, if you remember, he was performing a sacrifice in the morning, yeah? Yes. Yeah. And Otho talked to Galba that morning, he hailed him as normal, everything was absolutely fine. And then suddenly a messenger comes along and whispers in Otho's ear, and Otho goes, oh no, I've got to go and see a man about a house. Yeah. Trying to sell a house. Yeah. So Otho disappears. Ooh. So he runs out, and this is what we didn't see last week. No. He runs out of the, the sacrifice ceremony and jumps into a, a woman's litter. Oh, I'm guessing that means back yeah. then litters, which you carry someone around in, were decorated oh, okay. as male and female, so you could tell them on the outside. I just had this vision of kitty litter. <laughs> we don't have toilets in ancient Rome. Every dish was like litter, yeah, you know. I, I know the Romans were massive misogynists, but having women's litter, I think, is perhaps a step far even New for them. women's litter. <laughs> yeah, so um, he made he was being carried to the Praetorian camp, but he yeah. got so impatient that he jumped out of its litter and just started running as fast as he could towards yeah. the camp. Hurry up! Do you think it's a traffic jam sort of thing? Yeah, probably. Those litters just waiting. Let's, come on! Beat the horn. We don't have one. Make go, go, go! Take the curb. No! <laughs> Oh, do you think there was lots of yellow litters? Oh, I think so, all yeah. All over the place. And a guy at the front with, like, a red red flame. Yeah. With a green, yellow, you know, just to put it sort of red signs on. Go! And then he'd just, like, throw... What, what's that stuff you throw in fire to make it green? Copper? Yes, copper turns it green. Yes. Yeah. Well remembered, yeah. Yeah, you see, I, I know some science. Yeah. yeah. So he just throws copper into the fire and then all the litters can go past. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. That's how they did it back in Roman times. That is true, it's a natural yeah. historical fact. That is an, another Rankian fact Yeah. for the listeners. Right. Um, so he runs off to the Praetorian Guard because the traffic guy had obviously forgotten his copper and there's a big traffic jam. <laughs> um, he turns up, all the Praetorian Guards were hesitant at first, and they're thinking, eh, is this a good idea? But thanks to the Praetorians that he'd hired, and the fact that he'd been greasing those wheels for quite some time, it doesn't take long before the Praetorian Guards go, yeah, actually, why not? Over? Yeah, you give us money, we'll do it. Galbert is awful, you seem to know how to do things, i.e. give us cash, yeah. so you can be our emperor. So they declare him emperor, right there on the yeah. spot. So news comes through around that time that uh, Galbert's locked himself up in the palace. Uh, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, if you remember last week, this is when Vinius starts saying, oh, no, let's stay here. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And it's suggested that actually Vinius was in on this 
coup attempt. Well, it makes sense because he was they, married to Venice's daughter. Well, they'd not been got oh. married yet, but okay. there was definitely a uh, a previous deal between them. Yeah. So it would not surprise me if that was true, and he's in on this plot as well. Hey. They decide, the Athonians, to draw Galbra out by spreading news that Otho is dead. Uh, oh, because yes, he got told that, didn't he? he yeah. I'm back out now. Yeah, now we don't know this for certain, but this is me um, reading between lines. Well, this is me reading historians who have read between the lines, <laughs> um, who, who think that it's quite likely that this rumour was spread by Otho. And it worked, because Galbra came out to, to talk to the men, and then some of Otho's men storm the forum on their horses, yeah. They knock Gabra out of the litter, Aww. and they slay him. They also kill Vinius, who apparently really? shouted, Otho did not order this. Ooh. Yeah, which really makes you think, yeah, he was in on the plan. So was that a mistake, or was that Otho just getting rid of Vinius? Because Vinius could have been... A problem. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so possibly that might have been Otho being very cunning there. Right, so he was declared emperor. There we go. Yay. Otho is now the emperor. The mob, or if I'm reading my notes correctly, the mop, <laughs> I've typed that wrong, hailed him as Nero. Nit what? Yeah, they hailed him as Nero. What? Now, the general mob didn't particularly mind Nero. It was the senatorial class who despised Nero. So the general people had Nero taken away and then this horrible old man took over. Yeah. So one of Nero's friends turn up, they go, yes, Nero has returned. Uh, okay. Now, to begin with, it seems like um, Otho was quite happy with this because people were pleased to see mm. him. But um, he stops referring to himself yeah. as Nero very quickly. Because you want to establish your own yeah. dominance, don't you? So, he reinstates lots of the statues of Nero. Okay. So to keep the people happy. Keep the people happy. He um, also reinstates lots of people who worked for Nero. So people who Ooh. just lost their jobs get them back. Including Sporus. That's good because they're going to have a loyalty, aren't they? Yeah, they will. Do you remember Got who Sporus is? Oh, no. You mentioned so many <laughs> weird names. I don't know. <laughs> Sporus, he said, I, I mentioned him last you week did. in exactly the same way. Sporus is the guy who Nero castrated and then oh, married. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and someone else married him. Nymphidius. Nymphidius. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Now, it would appear, although I only saw this mentioned once, it would appear that Otho then lived intimately with Sporus as well. I can only assume this Sporus was quite the looker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe kept his beard well trimmed or something. Yeah, I, I, so... I no mean, chafing. Everyone. Everyone wanted a, a piece of Sporus. Gosh, yeah. This time. Um, He's an animal. <laughs> yeah. He then orders that work start again on the Golden House. Oh, that was the big palace in the middle, wasn't Yes, it? that hasn't actually been finished yet, and Galbert oh. had no truck for this. It was a huge waste of money. Uh, but Otho thinks it's a brilliant house. <laughs> I want that house. Yeah, it's, it's great. Carry on. Um, he was, however, very forgiving to Galbert's supporters. If he thought that they would do a good job, he kept them on. And in fact, made one of Galbert's most trusted men his own advisor. That's good, in a way, because he's, he's spotting the strength, isn't he? And using that to his own advantage, rather than just going, kill them. Yeah, most of the um, sources seem to agree that people thought Otho might come along and just be another Nero and start partying. But he, <laughs> although he wasn't emperor long, he seemed to be making very sensible and measured decisions in that brief time he was there. Well, he showed that in Portugal, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He shows he can rule well. Mm. So he's ruling well here. Um, at one point near here, Otho decides to execute Tigger. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I imagine like his bouncy tail being hung ceremoniously <laughs> as a <laughs> probably. Warning. 
Yeah, if you remember last week, people weren't happy that Galba hadn't sorted Tigger out. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Otho says, well, I'll execute him. You're right, he was awful under Nero. <laughs> and even though I'm associated with Nero, I won't be Nero. I'll be the better version of Nero. Here's my proof. Yeah. The Senate were very wary, <laughs> but, as I said, Otho seemed to be doing an alright job. So despite his um, association with Nero, the Senate calmed down after a while. That's good. And Otho made himself and his brother, who I mentioned at the start, consuls. Yeah. Um, so they're now in charge. That's a ti- titanius, ti- yes. titanium. Yeah. The metal guy. Okay, so there we go. Otho settled in. Yeah. And then were three decades of calm and peace, and it was known as a perfect time. Yeah, I can only assume that's what Otho was thinking. Was thinking when he went to bed. This is the new golden years. The next day it'd be absolutely fantastic. But then... He woke up and he went to go and check on what's going on in the Empire. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm the Emperor now, so I best go and see what's going on. Let's go and check the paperwork. And if you remember, last week there was a rumour going round that a couple of cohorts had uh, started to cause some trouble up near the Rhine. Yes. Yeah. Otho discovers that this was not a couple of cohorts causing trouble. This was, in fact, a full-blown rebellion by all of the Rhine legions. Oh, because oh, they were very unhappy with the Galba, weren't they? They were. That's that collective memory you're on about. Yeah. The Rhine legions have gone into revolt against Galba. Oh dear. And in fact, just a couple of days before Galba's death, had declared Vitellius, the leader up there, <gasps> emperor. He's a stupid one. Yes. <laughs> not that we're prejudging. No, um, not at all. No. Otho realises there's another emperor out there. Oh dear. Oh dear. So what's, what's like the official way people are declared emperor? Because is it just through power or is it just... Is there like a ceremony, because some sort of coronation, it was just, you know, whoever's got the biggest swords. Well, that's it. Before this was the Julio-Claudians, where you'd pass it on to your yeah. either son or adopted son or uncle in one case, but it would be passed through the family. Yeah. Whereas now, who knows? Mm. But it's turning out that it's whoever the soldiers say is the emperor is the emperor. So now you've got, like, the, the, the Rhine Revolt. Yeah. Who are just an angry army, but very far away. Yeah. And you've got the Praetorian Guard and Rome saying, he's fine. The people are starting to get good vibes, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, good. That's exactly how it is. See, you've got it split into two. You've also got Spain, which is full of Galba's men, who are not happy. No. And you've also got all the legions in the Far East as well. Ah. But we're not going to get into them just yet. Okay. (laughs) That's a good overview of what's going on. Right, okay, so... Otho goes, oh dear, Vitellius is saying he's the emperor. What do we do? So he sends a letter. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, there you go. He sends a letter saying to Vitellius, I will give you cash and some influence at court and I'll even throw in a villa. That's nice. Yeah. You probably accept that because life expectancy is, well, for Galbals very long, was it? <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets a letter back from Vitellius saying, I'll give you some cash some influence in court, <laughs> and I'll throw in a villa. I'm surprised he can write, to be honest. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think they ever considered it any... Well, no, Otho wouldn't, would he? Because he wants to, like, soul, power, like, like a dual sort of leadership. Do you have there, that part of the... There was some suggestion that Otho um, offered to split the empire, but I only saw that in one place. Everywhere <laughs> else seemed to suggest that he... Um, Vitellius take a lower rank. But Otho's... Seems to be trying to stop a civil war. Vitellius is having none of it. But, I mean, Otho doesn't try very hard. 
after a couple of letters, it all falls apart. Okay. <laughs> and a civil war begins. Oh, de- oh dear. That's not good. People won't be happy with that. No, won't. It starts quite low-key, because it's not actually armies fighting. They start with assassins. So Otho sends some assassins up to kill Vitellius, but Vitellius lives in a legionary camp. It's quite hard to sneak into them yeah. and look inconspicuous. Especially when you're weighted down with swords and poison. Yeah. yeah. Clunk, clunk, and the lots of horses. Wearing your black cloaks and your... Yeah, and a mask. Yeah, looking like Zorro. Oh, that's fantastic. And everyone's standing around just in their normal army outfits. You yeah. stand out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So they what caught those... <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, they caught those assassins, no problem. Um, Otho then discovered um, some assassins trying to kill him. It Ooh. was easy enough for the Italians men to get into the city of Rome and blend in. That wasn't mm. a problem, but they couldn't get close enough to Otho. He was too well protected. I like the fact there's some sort of um, Vitellius insisted on risk assessments. And because it's a dangerous job, they had to wear high-vis jackets. <laughs> in Rome. Yeah, just in case yeah. they got lost. With assassin written on the back Yeah, in Latin. Probably. The, the word assassin obviously hadn't been invented by this No, because that was an Arabic word. Yes. Shashish, yeah, it? and it came later. But we're called them assassins, it's yeah. much easier. Murdery people. Or them, yeah. <laughs> right. Otho then discovered to his dismay that the Rhine legions were already on the move and in fact were entering northern Italy. He thought really? he still had some time to organise things because it was still winter. We're still in, still in January at this point. And typically the Romans don't do much in winter to do with war. No. So we thought, oh, I've got some time <laughs> to sort stuff out. It's winter. So it came as a bit of a shock. So he then needs to put some forces together. Um, and as you said earlier, it's the Praetorians that make up quite a bit of this force. Also mm. some ex-gladiators. And you remember those sailors from last week? The ones that Galbert had no truck with. Yeah. Well, Otho said they could be soldiers because he needed some soldiers. Yeah. So they, they come along as well. I always heard how much I love the Navy. <laughs> Please fight. Right, so there is Otho. He's preparing the war. Um, He orders some men to move crates of swords and other arms down to Ostia, the ports. Just general preparation for war. I wouldn't usually mention things like this. But... There's a reason. There's a reason. Because the men moving these arms were discovered by fellow Praetorian guards at night time doing this job. Ooh. We don't know why they were doing it at night time. Maybe they just ran out of time and went, oh, mm. we need to get this done. Oh. Over time. Yeah, yeah, we're pulling all night. Uh, we'll get we'll get time and a half pay. Yeah, so. grab some Red Bull and some Pro Plus. Let's yeah. just shift these swords. Shift these mothers. Yeah, so the Praetorians, who weren't moving the swords, thought that there was some kind of coup going on. Oh, yeah. Dear. So they killed the men. Oh. moving the swords, and then a whole massive group of Praetorians by this point, because word had spread, marched on the palace to ensure that Otho was still alive. And they also started saying things like, we must kill all the senators. Why? Oh, this, they, They're old men. They didn't like the senators. They seemed to think the senators, yeah, that was it was all their fault. Ugh. The senators come over here, take their jobs. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, so... Maybe, maybe they should have voted on, like... Getting Rome out of Italy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Topical. Um, <laughs> Referendum. Yeah. Okay, and then Otho at the time was having a dinner party for about 80 senators. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that would really put a damper on the party though, wouldn't it? It, it did a bit. Oh, it did? <laughs> yeah, they, they were all having a lovely party, and then mm. all of a sudden an English butler turns up. Excuse me, sir. Can I see your invitation? Ran him through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, no, that did happen. There were some oh. <laughs> guards got killed by this mob of other guards. Okay. Um, and they burst in. Otho, by this point, heard the 
the ruckus, I'm going to use that word, and had, yeah, and had sent all his guests out the back. It doesn't say where out the back is. I'd like to think it was a toilet window. Yeah, one at a time. It was yeah. a really small window. Yeah. There's a massive queue of people yeah. lined up. Come on, up you get. There's no mattress. Land on the guy underneath. In this toga, how am I going to get through? Just go. They're coming. <laughs> right, so all the guards rush into the room. Yeah. Go, we must save Otho. We must save Otho. Oh, oh, he's there. You're fine. Yeah, and Otho had to scramble on top of his sofa because there were that many guards to be seen by everyone, and oh, wow. basically go, I'm all right. I was having a lovely meal. <laughs> we just finished our fourth course. Yeah. Eating peacock. Yeah, and they now did. They did. I love their peacock. And brain or something. Yeah. And then and then it was interrupted. So the guards just sort of shuffled their feet a bit and mumbled, oh, um, looking really embarrassed, mm. and then, then left. But because they were a bit embarrassed and a bit annoyed, they went on a bit of a rampage you on the would. way home, yeah. just to let off some steam. So the next day, Otho goes off to the camp. Most of the officers at this point demanded to be released from service. Oh, really? Yeah. For embarrassed humiliation? No, not that. They were saying, this is ridiculous at any point that our men might turn on us just because you've given us an order to move a sword. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this it can't work. Um, but that very fact that the officers were saying we can't trust our men shamed the men enough for them to, in fact, completely do a U-turn oh. and start demanding the execution of the men who had r- rushed off to the palace the day before. That's good. Yeah. Well, not for them. But... So, in the end, Otho stood up and said, well, he probably didn't say this, it's probably an invention, but it is reported in Tacitus's histories that he said... It was your excessive affection for me that roused you to act with more zeal than discretion. For even honourable motives of action, unless directed by judgment, are followed by disastrous results. Comrades. It's another comrades. Russian, yeah. yeah. It is by obeying, not by questioning the orders of commanders, that military power is kept together. Keep you, your arms, and your courage. Leave it to me to plan and to guide your valour. A few were at fault, two will be punished. Let all the rest blot out the remembrance of that night of infamy. That's good. That's clever. Political mm. there. If yeah. he did say that, which he probably didn't. No, I mean, it's, it's quite a bit of what Tacitus writes. It's, yeah. it's like, did they really say that? Well, but, he wouldn't have said it in English, would he? Well, for a start, no, he wouldn't. But I hope he did end with infamy. Yes. Like that. Infamy. Um, they what? got it in for me. <laughs> in for me. Um, in for me. Um, the thing is, this at the moment, this is painting a picture of something that's very fractured, isn't it? In Rome, yes. different armors, ar- armies, different tribes, different mobs and groups, just not trusting each other. But he's trying. You can tell by what he's saying, trying really hard to keep them together. Yeah, yeah. Flattering them a little bit. Yeah. It's, Let's forget it. It's, fine. it's the opposite of Galba, who stood up and read off his PowerPoint. Yes. This is this is good stuff. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's got a, like a nice snazzy PowerPoint, just many pictures, just a few of the odd words. Yeah. He pauses at times and let the, the people yes. actually do interactive things. Gives a group activity. Yeah, group activity. Yeah. Talk about what we just heard. Gets Give me feedback. three headlines. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Brilliant. Good man. And provides sweets. Oh, a little bowl of sweets. Yeah. A little bowl of jelly beans or peacock brains, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, his his talk to the Praetorian Guard went down much better. That's good. Um, So Otho was then free to think about fighting the Vitellians. So, first of all, he sends up some ships up the coast to try and slow um, the enemy down. This didn't really work. There was a bit of a scuffle between the two sides. No one really came out on top. Oh, dear. The battle line turned out to be on the River Po in northern Italy. Now, if you imagine Italy being the leg... 
like the boot shape. The boot shape. But yeah. it's that top bit that isn't boot shape is the Po Valley. You've got the Alps on the north and then you've got mountains to the south and it's just this huge, huge valley that covers that whole top bit of Italy. So which, which bit on my little drawing? So on your drawing, it's that bit up there. That bit up there. And for yeah. listeners, that's the top bit. Yeah, top bit. Right. So there's a river there called the Po. River Po. And that seemed to be the, uh -uh. the, the dividing line. Yeah, like a natural, natural line. Yeah. So there was a big meeting, and I'm going to go into this in more detail in Fighters Maximus, but yeah. just so you know the outcome, there was a meeting about what to do, should they fight the battalion, should we wait for reinforcements, because reinforcements were on the way from some nearby provinces, um, but in the end it's decided they should fight the Battle of Bedreacum. Vitellius was still by the Rhine, he hadn't turned up in person. Oh, what a wimp. Yeah. Um, so it was decided that Otho should stay back from the battle to ensure okay. that there was a rallying point just in case their side lost. Keeps him safe as well, a bit. Yeah. Um, so the Othonians went north and engaged battle with the Vitellians. But they made a huge blunder <gasps> and they tried to move past the Vitellians, got caught out by the Vitellians with, with their trousers down, so to speak. Probably I, not literally. I hope it was literally. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> We're here to fight you! Oh. <laughs> Pull them up! I'll kill you like that! The entire army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was a battle, like I say, I'll go into it in more detail. They fought bravely, but the Athonians were less experienced. They were driven back and killed. Aww. They lost the battle. That's sad. And the next day surrendered to the battalions. Oh, just we give up. Yeah. Otho, in a small town, um, back from the, the front line of fighting, yeah. heard that he had lost. Ooh. Yeah. Now, those surrounding him said that he, there's no need to give up. Those reinforcements are on their way. We've still got a sizable force. We've lost the battle, but not necessarily, necessarily the war. Yeah. But he responded by saying, It is far more just for one to perish for all than all to perish for one. Okay, so he's either saying, I will kill myself, or one person who screwed this up is going to die. <laughs> What's he saying? <laughs> I like to think that all those around him nodded their heads and went, oh, wise words, wise words, until they realised that Otho was just staring at one person in the group. Yeah. Who just goes, oh, you mean me? <laughs> but I... I... I um, <laughs> help? <laughs> no, he did, he did mean himself. Really? Yeah, he was saying that we cannot go on with this civil war. Romans will die. Wow. And for what? Just for my own vanity. So he then went to bed and he promised all those around him that he'd think about not killing himself. He wouldn't do it in the night. He'd think about it and he went to bed. And according to Suetonius, he said, let us add this night to our lives. And then Suetonius, and I love this bit, says just after that, these were his very words. Which makes me think, so have you just been making all the other stuff up? <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know what Suetonius yeah. is like. He seemed very proud that he'd actually managed to quote this one. Now, yeah. Suetonius' father was in this war on oh, really? the Suetonian side. So he's got direct, almost like, uh, primary source of Yeah, historical... so I get this image of Suetonius sitting on his dad's knee when he was a boy, and his dad saying, and his very words were, let us add this night to our lives. And when oh. Suetonius grew up, he wrote it down and went, he really said this? Yes, he did. Unlike all the rest of the stuff That's I rubbish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, Otho goes to bed, but he's yeah. got two daggers with him. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't bode well. But he then checked the sharpness of both of them and decided on one dagger that was sharpest and took mm. that to bed with him and just turned to the people who he just said, don't worry, I won't kill myself. I'm like, oh, no, it's for 
for protection. Yeah, it's for my apple. A shave. I like to eat my apples like Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good old Kev. Yeah, if you've seen The Bodyguard, mm. he eats his apples from a knife. Yeah, I'm sure other people do as well. It's pretty sexy, actually. Yeah. So Otho <laughs> probably was doing that all night. And then in the morning, when he'd ran out of apples to, to eat, he plunged the knife into his heart. Oh. Yes. So he actually killed himself? Yeah. Many of his men apparently were so distraught, they killed themselves upon the news. I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. So I, <laughs> I, I, I liked him. He's a good yeah. guy, but nah. And don't get me wrong. If, if you die, I'll be sad. But I'm not I'm not toughing myself. No. No. I'll find someone else to do the... To just sit and listen and yeah. nod and say yes every yeah, now and yeah. again. I'll do that. And click like on Facebook. <laughs> find us on Roman Empress of Vice Ranking on Facebook and Twitter. There you go. You're doing well. Right. Um, so that is... Wow. That's Otho. What do you think? I'm, I'm actually quite impressed with him. Yeah. I think that's a... You're saying that like there's way more to this. I don't know yet. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you like him? Yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. But he was mental. <laughs> he ate babies. No, 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 there's, there's no big things coming up. No really? surprises. That, that is his life. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm mightily impressed with the sacrificial su- suicide thing. That sounds very selfless. Or is it just because I'm screwed? I'm just going to kill myself now. Uh, well, we will talk about that a little bit more and about whether there's any bias in the sources later on. But <laughs> that means there was. <laughs> let's move on to our first round and see how he stacks up when we rank him. Okay, Fightius Maximus, go! Fightius Maximus! So I'm now going to go over that battle in a bit more detail. So I'm going to introduce you to some more people. I've already told you Vitellius stays by the Rhine. Yes. So he sends down Caecina with one army. Yeah. And Valens with another. So two armies heading down. Yeah. Now I say he sends down, we'll go into this in more detail, but Caecina and Valens are the power behind the throne here. Yeah. 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 Um, So those two go down with one army each, and it's almost a race to get into Italy. Because when you've got two people being the power behind the throne... They're going to try and outdo each other, aren't yeah, they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Caecina gets there first. So he gets into northern Italy first, he crosses the Alps, and is easily able to take the north of the Po Valley. He just takes it. Yeah, no Nine. problems at all. Uh, most of the people up there, according to the sources, just didn't care. It's like, you know what, we just don't care. We don't care who wins. Yeah. Just let us plant our crops. Let us just, make our pasta. Yeah. yeah, do whatever else we do. Yeah, which other any other stereotypes we can think of? Um, pizza. Pizza, yeah. Uh, wine, drink wine. Football. Football, yes. And talk in really animated way. Yeah, fashion. Fashion, yes. Oh, especially up there because that's where. Oh, Milan, Milan is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Milan's very nice. Yeah, it's nice. I saw a guy that um he had bottles full of water and he and he just was tapping them. I oh, bought his CD off him. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what they were doing then. Yeah. Just let us play music with our bottles. You get on with your war. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, they take Cremona as uh, the Vitellian HQ. So they've set up base in a city. Yeah. Now the Athonians. Very shiny city. <laughs> the Athonians nearby fortify Placentia, which is a city just south, not Placenta. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> okay. Placenta. It was a very messy city. <laughs> so you've got Cremona and Placenta. They've been rival cities for a long time, so it's thought that actually the the locals here were encouraging yeah. them to attack the other city. Do it, it's like, do well, it, do it. While you're here, just uh, go, go and sack Placentia for us. Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh, 
I heard they got lots of grain and gold and yeah. all sorts. Crowns. They don't have filled bottles of water. No. So, Caecina heard that Placentia was really on demand at this point because the commander in the Legion, a man called Gallus, was off organising the reinforcements right. for the, Atho- the Athonians. So, it was said there was possibly only about 3,000 men made up of Praetorian guards and sailors, which, as I've said before, were just held in yeah. contempt by the actual legions. Sailors? Sailors. Oh, yeah. Smell of fish. Exactly. So, the Athonian troops, however, were really eager to fight. Really? So, they weren't sitting there scared. They were... These sailors wanted to prove their worth. Yeah, sort of like yeah. taping up their knuckles and... Yeah, exactly. We'll show these soft soldiers what being a <laughs> real fighting man's about. And the Praetorian guards and the sailors um, were so eager to fight, they accused the officer left in charge, a man called Spurina, of being mm. a coward because Ooh. he wanted to wait behind the wall- walls and defend the city like a sensible person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they demanded... <laughs> Yeah, they got up to the point of rebellion and demanded yeah. they go out and fight. All right. So Spurina, at this point, managed to just about convince them that, OK, OK, we'll leave. We'll go and fight them if you mm. really insist. But let's not march north directly towards the enemy that hugely outnumber us. Yeah. Let's march west. So the men go, oh, yeah, right. whatever, as long as we're going off. So they march west. And I enjoy this part of the story. Go on. Because night fell. And the men were ordered to make camp. And this proved the undoing of the rebellion. Because all the men sort of stood around and looked at each other and went, how do you do that again? What? These are not soldiers. These are sailors and Praetorian guard. They can't put up tents and make fires. They can put up tents, they can make fires, but a Roman... Sorry, a sailor wouldn't make a fire. You're not used to doing that. On a wooden boat. (laughs) Okay. Transporting all that oil. Sailors would figure out another way of keeping them warm. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I say camp, I mean fully fortified. Oh, yeah, yeah. Complete walls. Defensive. Def- yeah, defences, yeah. trenches, everything. When a Roman army built a camp, that was a camp. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like Butlins. <laughs> so, Lovely water park. Yeah, Butlins, for our American listeners, is the most depressing place in the world. Yeah, so if you go on a holiday, you pay a ridiculous amount. You live in a a chalet, which is like a wooden hut or a caravan. Yeah. And you go and to play in the water park and the beer's overpriced. It's just grey, horrible, and you want to slit your own throat by the end of it. Ugh. English holidays. English holidays. Yeah. 90s child holidays. That's <laughs> yes, what it was. that is what they were. Ugh. Right, anyway. So it, this group try and build a Roman camp and end up building something that resembled Butlins. Oh, gosh. So they're already depressed. <laughs> so Spurina points out at this point that they wouldn't need to build a camp if they'd stayed in the bloody city that they just left. <laughs> you idiots. So the men go, oh yeah. Oh, so they all march back to the city. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So soon after that, Kaisina's men attacked. They only used ladders so they could move quickly, um, yeah. but they were perhaps overconfident. Tastus also claims that they'd had too much breakfast that morning <laughs> and were heavy with food and drink. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So they'd all had a huge meal and then... Yeah sort of staggered onto the battlefield, clutching their stomachs, going, oh. It's like when you buy one of those, like, breakfast rolls that's full of sausages and bacon yeah. and beans, which we have for breakfast in Britain, mm-hmm. and lots of other things, and you eat it and just go, oh. Sorry, that's it, I'm going back oh, to bed. Yeah. This is awful. Ugh. Yeah. So as you can probably guess, they, they the battalions were driven back with heavy losses. Yeah. Which came as a shock to them, because they really did see the Athonians as just these bunch of 
Wimps. Idiots that couldn't, <laughs> couldn't defend a tea bag. <laughs> that is not a saying. Um, it should right, be. It should be. The Battalions were seen as the best legion in the Empire. They were the Vine Legions. They yeah. were the cream of the crop. Nice. So, um, yeah, they were shocked. They realised this was actually going to be a bit tougher than they thought. Gallus, by this time, remember he's in charge of the whole region, Yes, was returning to the area. When he heard that they still have Placentia, he held in a place called Betraicum, yeah. waiting for reinforcements. However, the men saw this as weakness and wanted to attack before Kaisina got yeah. reinforcements. Well, you would. Because Kaisina's there, but Valens, remember, is still heading down. Yes. So, the Athonians are going, come on, let's just attack, we can take them. We defended Placentia, we can, we can defend them, we can yeah. kill them. Easy. Um, so the men almost mutinied until Otho put his brother in charge of the troops, so none could question the loyalty of the commander. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got quite a bit of mutiny going on, or near yeah. mutiny. Now this isn't just on the Athonian side, you've got near mutinies going on on the other side as well, but we'll talk Ooh. more about that okay. next week. But you do get a sense in this period that the, the troops were not too happy with their leaders. Because Kaisin has not given up at this point. No. He decides to lay a trap for the troops in Bedraicum. So he sends lots of cavalry towards the Athonians and then has them stage a retreat. So the plan is that they would run, well, run right up to the Athonians, fight for a little bit, and then run away going, oh no, you're too good. And then yeah. all the Athonians would go, yes, we're winning, and chase them and chase yeah. them. And then eventually they'd realise they're surrounded by the battalions oh. and slaughtered. Like a pincery kind of motion. Yes. I chase, 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 surrounded. Oh, yeah. Oldest sticks. trick in the book. The plan did not work because oh. the Athonians heard about this yeah. in advance. It was that. a fairly obvious plan. Yeah. So they came up with their own plan. The battalions charged, but then realised that the entire force of the Athonians had come out. Oh, all of them. Yeah, so that small group of cavalry quickly turned around and yes. ran away. Run away. The Athonians did follow, but then stopped just short of the ambush, because they knew it was coming. That's a big bush. <laughs> yeah, all hid in one bush. Yeah, we've got the ambush. <laughs> yeah, so they're all there in one bush going, shh, they're coming. So I stopped knocking my armour. Yeah. What are they doing? They've, they've stopped. Why have they stopped? No, no. Put down the flags. <laughs> Put down the flags. Yeah, so eventually they poke their head out of this big bush they're hiding yeah. in to look at the Athonians. <laughs> And then realise the Athonians are starting to retreat. Oh. So the battalions go, yes, we've got them on the run. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So they come out and start chasing the Athonians Brilliant. Down. You'd like to think that one or two of them were thinking, hang on, what, wasn't that our plan? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we were supposed to be doing that to them, but... Really for me. Oh, well. Yeah. Get oh, well. them. Let's just chase them. It'll be fine. However, actually, um, they didn't quite manage to lure the battalions into the trap. They managed to pull short just a short of their ambush. So neither side managed to trick each other. There were Good. some skirmishes <laughs> that went on during that day, but nothing decisive. Right, around this time, Valens finally arrives. Good. Yeah. Um, his troops had almost mutinied, saying you're not being quick enough to get to the fighting. So they turn up. So we've got another near mutiny. Oh dear. This time from the battalion side. The Athonians at this point have that meeting that I mentioned earlier briefly. Yes. Right, so they'd have to discuss, do we fight now or do we fight later? Do we wait for our reinforcements or do we attack them before their reinforcements can arrive? Oh, that's like a catch-22, isn't it? Yeah, now Valens has just arrived, so they've already the battalions have already got reinforcements. Yeah. But there's plenty more of the Rhine legions Ooh. that could be sent down. Yeah. Now they're are some from the 
um, Balkan areas, some troops coming in for the Athonian site. Mm. So should they wait for them? Yeah. Um, some people point out that the troops are really happy at this point because they're fighting the Rhine legions, who are apparently far better than yes. them. But they've already driven them off Placentia, and they've managed to beat them back the previous attack. So high spirits from the Athonian yeah. camp. So let's capitalise on this. So two things are decided. One is that they'll attack at once, straight away. And the other one was that Otho would not take part. So we've already discussed that it was decided he'd be a rallying point. So Otho reti retires to a nearby town. <laughs> now, unfortunately, this is where Otho seems to make a mistake, because he leaves with, and I quote, a sizable guard. Really? Couldn't find Ooh. out exactly how much, but he apparently took quite a few men with 40, him. 40,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take 90% of the men, just in case. You never know. Yeah. I'll leave you with Steve from Jim. <laughs> I like to be tucked in in a bedtime story. Yeah. So off he goes. Now the troops don't like this. But you wouldn't. No, they go. Well, where's our leader going? So that demoralises the men a bit. Right. The Athonian troops then take the fight to the battalions. Yeah. And approach Cremonia. However, progress was far slower than it should have been. We're not really sure why. Or at least I couldn't figure it out. No. I say we. I mean I. <laughs> um, so. Otho then starts writing letters demanding what the de delay was. Yeah. Because Otho, the, according to Otho, the plan was attack now. Just go and yeah. attack. A whole day goes by, and then another day goes by. Ooh. They're taking their time to Do get Do you think them. they're, like, polishing their arm or something, or yeah. sorting out their standards? Probably. So trying to get the leaves out of it, pick the leaves out. Yeah. the bush. Generally, sailors are looking for the boats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the generals had decided to arch around Cremona. Yeah. And offer battle from there. So instead of going directly to the town, they're going to skirt their way round yeah, and attack from a different direction. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Might catch them off guard. But they went so close to Cremona that they were easily visible and they were all walking along with all their gear, yeah. not ready to fight chink, chink, because chink. they were planning to make camp that night and then attack in the morning. That's not good at organisation, is it? It's not. The battalions saw them coming and went, oh, they're, they're carrying doing? bags and not swords, and they look like they're off to build a camp. Yeah. We could just attack them. Let's slaughter those So that's what idiots. they do. They just <laughs> go and attack them. The Athonians managed to just about get themselves organised, but they're at a disadvantage from the start. And the sailors here, this is where they really do show their mettle. Ooh. They attack so vigorously that they manage to take one of the battalion eagles. Yeah. Is that like a standard kind of That thing? is like the standard of standards, the eagle. Ooh. It's not just a standard, it is the standard wow. of that legion. Um, this infuriated the battalions, so they fought back hard trying to get that eagle back. Um, eventually, wow. despite doing well, the Athonian side, considering they were a weaker force and had slightly fewer numbers, they did really well. But there was no fighting against the Rhine legions. There was a reason why everyone called them the cream of the crop. They were better fighters. Really? So they were able to defeat the Athonians. Around 40,000 men died. Whoa, that's a lot of men. That's a lot of men. Apparently the Athonians who were trying to retreat got trapped because there were too many piles of dead bodies. Ooh, it's yeah. gruesome slipping on all the blood. Yeah, which if you've just by seen the latest Game of Thrones episode... No, I haven't. Oh, that's exactly what happens in the latest Game of Thrones episode. Oh. So, next day, the Vitellians accept the Athonians' surrender. The battle oh. is over. And apparently opposing soldiers sat together and just bemoaned the evils of civil war. That's quite nice. Like, oh, this the, the madness we've been through. I mean, we completely slaughtered you. It was our fault. 
Madness. <laughs> Madness. It's, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is terrible. You shot me with an arrow. I know. I hated every moment of you, it. You, you killed 16 of my friends. <laughs> my brothers. Yeah, yeah. Civil war for you. War's bad, isn't what it? What can you do? <laughs> there you go. That That's the, the war in general. Hmm. That's what happened. So we now need to rank Otho's Bitius Maximus. We do. Um... Well, he tried. Yeah. He was... He's very... Okay, politically fighty, because we, we do talk about this. He's very good. Yeah. Politically, he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, he knew who to talk to. He knew what he had to do. I get the feeling he put the wrong people in charge, though. What, of, of his armies? Yeah, say, do it. Do it now. Do it now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's... The generals, you do get the sense they let him down a bit, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think he just scored higher. I, I do feel sorry. I think, I think he was a... He was a it all happened because of circumstance rather than necessarily his direction yeah and i it's hard because i don't think he ever gets a chance to prove his fighting us no but that in itself is a a down isn't it yeah he's always got the weak troops he's definitely the underdog in this so Mm. but they still do quite well and they do yeah we do judge it's not just him, it's it's what happens under him, under his name. Yeah. So they do fight uh, defend percent, yeah. But, but he do, he does loot he, he did turn the, oh that's more successes, isn't it? So he did create a civil war. <laughs> or he's he's trying to put out the civil war, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he but, tried with speeches and Yeah, I think again that is probably successes mm. ultimus rather than fightius maximus. But my gut feeling is in like six. Oh, you're going that high? Yes. So I think he, the political savvy, I think, weighs it up more. Yeah. He tried, not necessarily, not necessarily that successful, but mm. he's great at killing himself. He did die because he lost a battle. Which you could argue at the time was that honourable of the time. Yeah, but again, success is ultimus where I'm fighting as Maximus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think I can go, I don't think I can go over five because he didn't win any battles. No. He didn't take any new territory. That's true. <laughs> he All he did was lose a battle and therefore die. I'm going to give him three. <laughs> now you put it that way, you put that into perspective for me. I'm going to yeah. give him three. I'm writing it down now. Three. You've gone for three. I've gone yeah. for three. So I'm, I'm thinking around there as well. I'll give him some points for the defence of Placentia. Yeah. And for not falling for the trap. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know what, I'm going for three as well. Going for three, that gives me a total yeah. of um, three and three. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Six for Fightius Maximus. He is the second worst Fightius Maximus Emperor we've got. He's um, six above Caligula, who got zero, <laughs> and two below Nero, who got eight. That's probably fair. I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think he suffered from the lack of time. I think if he had more time, he probably would have done better. But I think, yeah, I think six is, is fair for him. Fair enough. Okay, let's go on to the next round, which is... Aprovium Crazium. I really haven't got much here. This is really? going to be a short one. Um, so does that mean he's going to score less or more? I, well, less. If yeah, he wasn't well, very crazy or caused much opprobrium. Although you could argue that a civil war... <laughs> it's quite high on a probe. <laughs> I guess but, so. Um, right, okay, so bad slash crazy. He had a wild youth. We all did, though, didn't we? He went round, he kidnapped drunks. He... We didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, let's just clear that up now. Yeah, we didn't do that. I think the worst we did was drink at 11 in the morning Oof. and got to the pub before it opened. That's about as worst as it comes. 
Yeah, crazy times. Crazy times. University. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Wild Youth. He was a bad influence on Nero. Yeah. Yeah. He was very driven. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm successes, I guess. I'm scraping, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I, it really was quite tough with this, especially since we've had people like Caligula and Nero recently, where I've had literally three pages for this one. I think he's I've got... got I've got nothing. He he continued with the Golden House. Some people s- criticise him for that, saying there were more important things at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's to satisfy his own ego, isn't it? I, do you know what? He's very similar to Galba in the sense that he's clearly not mad. No, he he's not. He caused a bit of bother, but he's not as serious as Galba because he had yeah. a bit of a crazy youth. Mm-hmm. I only give him one. Yeah, I just don't think he's crazy. One. I don't know. Should I give him one? Does he deserve Something. a little bit more? What did we give Galba for this? Uh, Galba got a total of seven. No. Mm. Yes, he got. A oh, actually, he seven. did do things like decimations. Yes, and he was starve that poor soldier. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he did, didn't he? He didn't do anything like that. Yeah, no. Otho just said, "Come on, guys. Look, I've got to give you some orders. Otherwise, the army won't work." Yeah, that was very sensible, wasn't it? Yeah, and in the yeah, yeah and why, he made why? sensible choices. I what? Yeah, one. I give him one for his wildly if then. Yeah. yeah, two. Yeah, he is the lowest scoring for crazy. So we are. Officially declaring right now that Otho is the sanest emperor so far. Yeah. Okay. That's mental. It is. Okay, next round. Success Ultimus. Right, okay, got a little bit more here, but not much. Oh. <laughs> well, he didn't um, last for long, did he? He became emperor. That's quite successful. <laughs> now, you could argue that, well, that is, like, the lowest thing you need to do just to be in this podcast. <laughs> yes. You've got to man- manage that, but... <laughs> Otho becoming the emperor is a bigger deal than any of the others so far. Otho came from an equestrian family. Mm. There was no reason for him to be the emperor. He wasn't related to anyone high up. He, he didn't have a strong military background as well, like Albert. Yeah, didn't have a strong military background. He didn't have strong connections in the Senate. All he had was a dream <laughs> and a prophecy. Yeah. And from early age, you go back to when he was paying a woman to pretend to fall in love with him so he mm. could get in with Nero so he could move up the chain so he was in a position where he could become the emperor. Yeah. You get the feeling from day one he was planning this. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's very, yeah. I think very driven is, is a good way to have it. Yeah. As, as, as I said, my Otho theory earlier, even going back to his wild youth, how much was that put on just for Nero's benefit so he would fit in with Nero? Yeah was everything yes. he did just a plan to get as far ahead see, as possible. See, that's almost like, you could debate, it's like the same with Caligula, wasn't it? In what in, way? in terms of doing things for another reason. Yeah, Not, yeah. not just Noxie's crazy, there was an oh, undercurrent of something else. Yeah, Caligula's an evil genius theory. Yeah. So this would be Otho is, not an evil genius, Smart but just savvy. A, yeah, you, you get that sense, don't you? At least I do when Plotting. researching him. Mm. So, um, I think, yeah. Mm. So that is quite a, it's more than any of the others becoming the emperor. The fact he managed to do that is impressive. Yeah. It is. Um, in the very short time that he was the emperor, it's generally considered he did a good job. Okay. And he's he's almost seen as one of those what-if emperors. If only he hadn't died, he seemed to be doing quite well. Well, he said that about um, his uh, the army thing. Like, you know, if he'd had slightly longer and the whole... Yeah. It wasn't so fractured, he might have done really well. But at the same time, we can't give someone points for a potential future. No, that's we can true. only judge by what actually happens. Solid, hard historical facts that we base this on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's his, that's his good. That's his successes. Yeah. Okay, so bad. 
Now, equally, he didn't have much in the way of successes, but he doesn't have much in the way of bad. Um, he no. failed to keep the title. Of Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they all did. <laughs> Again, you could argue all of them do, eventually. <laughs> but he really didn't last long at all. We'll go exactly how long in Tempo Completo, but... Oh, and also, he was... There was another emperor at the time. Yes, there was. He was, he was a dual. He, was, he wasn't a singular emperor, was he? He wasn't a mono. He was stereo. <laughs> yeah, I think He was like the left speaker, because he was on the, the left side. and More of a, the south Italius. speaker. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. down speaker. Yeah. The woofer. The, the woofer. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Italius was, was a little tweeter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so that was a bizarre reference. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, so that's about it. Um, mutinies, and mutinies, uh, but, the army and successful. Yeah, there were several mutinies under him, but it seemed like everyone was mutinying, mutinying all the time at this stage. Yes. And actually, the way he put down one potential mutiny was really effective. That one that happened in Rome, where he just went to the camp and went, "Look, guys, this isn't on. Yeah, I've got to give orders. Sometimes you're not going to know all the orders. Just, just." get on with it yeah just trust me yeah i'm there for you we're in this together he said many times i'm sure um i i think he was more successful than he initially seems for example he was successful at getting people on side to start with yeah that helps his rise he's very successful getting time for like you said because he shouldn't have been yeah and that is brilliant yeah um when he got there not as successful all the mutineers and the wars and all the fighting etc and the other emperor but that was out of his that was all in place before he even got there i don't think there was any chance he was lj trafford tweeted us when we said we're recording this and she said he was doomed i now see why he was doomed yeah he was a match of circumstance wasn't he yeah he's a he's, circumstance i i get the feeling and i might be way off here but if he succeeded in this battle it would be considered similar to the way Julius Caesar managed to rise to the top like he did. It was someone who fought and fought and fought and got to the top. But with Otho, as soon as he got there, yeah, it fell apart. Now, most of it was political manoeuvring yes. rather than fighting battles. So you never get as much claim. But I, I'm impressed with the way he succeeded yeah. in manoeuvring his way up the chain. Did he make Rome better anyway? Well, he carried on building the palace, I guess. That's yeah. more selfish thing but well i don't know there yeah. were some suggestions that the golden house was going to be opened for the public oh. well um, not necessarily the the actual palace but all those huge grounds with yeah. the, the lake and the the forests but we don't know that for certain so i don't think we can give them points for that no i think i think that's yeah. fair um i want to go midway i think because of his political successes yeah at least five yeah i don't think we can go above five though because no. he ultimately failed and I'm guessing very quickly. Yes, it was very quickly. So I'm going I'm for five. five. Oh, you're going for five. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a total of ten. Successus and, Ultimus. Where's that point? And do you know what? That makes him the third most successful emperor. Which is... so far. I imagine people might look at that raw score and just go, that's ridiculous. He only lasted a blink of an eye. But I think we debated it. What, what we, did, we gave good reasons. I think we made our point as to why. It's the political yeah. successes. Yeah, he was successful. For that short time. <laughs> yeah, he was successful to get there. It's, it's like the difference between, you know, you get the different squashes. You get the kind of the five years ago, you get the normal squash. Then they brought in the double concentrate. Yeah. Short time, you know, a lot of flavour there. And now you can buy these super, super ones where you just like, squirt a little bit in for a pint of water and it tastes amazing. He's like that, super concentrated, <laughs> strawberry flavoured emperor. Fair enough. 
That's my analogy. I love that analogy. It's great. Okay, so let's go on to... Image of Faces. I, I honestly can't imagine what he looks like, though. I, I can't picture him in my head. Okay. Can we draw something? Or if you describe him. I'll describe, you draw, and then I'll show you um, some busts. Now, I should mention, <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> oh, every time. Um, I did mention... Sorry, I didn't mention last week, which I, I meant to and I forgot. The busts we've got of Galba and Otho and Vitellius are disputed. They're not definitely, definitely yes. who um, we think they are, but that people claim that they are mm. um, based on descriptions. Someone so, mentioned that um, the the one we showed of Galba, the first one, mm. the angry, angry, scary, angry yes. expression, was Cassus. Crassus. Crassus. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that comment. Um, uh, yeah, and I went and looked into it, and mm. I definitely saw that bust being used as an example for... Um, Crassus and Galba in different places yes, so it's definitely disputed um, so I'll show you yeah, yeah. in a yeah. moment but <laughs> we'll just have to bear in mind he might not have looked like that but this is Suetonius's description neither Otho's person or his bearing suggested such great courage he is said to have been of moderate height splay-footed and bandy-legged but almost feminine in his care of his person he had the hair of his body plucked out and because of the thinness of his locks wore a wig so carefully fashioned and fitted to his head that no one suspected it so he's he had thin thinning hair but yeah. a really good a really, really good, good wig. wig that no one suspected apart from Suetonius apparently <laughs> moreover they say that he used to shave every day which was just the fashion back then well yeah but he would smear his face with moist bread, beginning the practice with the appearance of the first down, so never to have a beard. So he took shaving to the extreme. He wanted to be completely clean shaven, which makes me think maybe that actually that means the fashion at the time wasn't for completely clean shaven. The Romans were going around with a bit of stubble. So like the eighties now. Yeah. Like we've got the mullets and the the fashion stubble. Yeah, no mentions of moustaches yet, though. Oh. No, they've not come in. But we can say Otho didn't have a mullet. Oh. We know that. Okay. So that that's... A bit difficult to clip on, I guess. Oh, I don't know. You could quite use hair extensions, clip them on the back. You've got the, you've got the cotton, yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. He's um, looked after his appearance a lot. Yeah. He's seen as quite effeminate. So, yeah, I'm guessing someone quite slender. Yeah. quite small in frame, maybe. Okay, well, these are a couple of busts that I found, but again, they might not be him, but based on description, there we go. Ah, yeah, he's got he's got quite a wide nose, hasn't he? Um, that Oh, that hair does look like a wig, though, doesn't it? <laughs> that really does. It looks like a hat, almost. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a woolly hat. Quite large lips as well. Yeah. Guys, he does look very smooth, though. Even though it's carved out of marble, so it's going to be. <laughs> Um, it does genuinely look smooth and quite look. young, actually, as well. Well, he was. He was only um, 32. Oh, wow. Oh, hang on. I've, I can't remember. Off the top of my head, I should yeah. have a note of that. But, yeah, he's young. He doesn't look delicate, though, does he? He just looks sort of no. baby, almost toddlerish, just like a bit pudgy but not fat. Yeah, there's a couple of other um, possible busts of him where he's a bit on the larger side, oh, closer okay. to Nero, um, but I didn't pick that one. Um, so yeah, mine's not accurate at all. No, what did you have? Let's I just had like arched eyebrows, looks a bit innocent, a bit young, a yeah. bit slender, so nothing like him. 
No, just sort of a typical guy, really. Yeah. yeah. Unremarkable. Yeah, I'd say that. He's unremarkable. He's a young, unremarkable-looking person. Which, as Suetonius said, it doesn't suggest his great courage. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you want to go for? So we judge based on whether they match the the character, don't we? But this is the most subjective. Right? Yeah, of course. It's whatever you feel like giving based out of on five. No, out of ten, out and of then ten. Divide by four. Yeah, um, I, it doesn't suit him. It doesn't look like a a calculating no. guy. He looks someone that would work at McDonald's. Yeah, or maybe like an apprentice in a in like an accountancy firm, or just someone who would just be there in the background. He's not yeah. standing out, is he? I'm going to go for three. I'm going to go for two. Yeah. I'm even less impressed than you. Okay. So that's a total of five. Yeah. Divided by four. Score of 1.25 for Imagofacius. Yeah, that's not surprising. I mean, that puts him sort of... He is... Um, he's now fifth. Fifth. He's fifth. Yeah, it, it's, he's not, not scored highly on the images. Right, Okay. On to the next round, the last round. Tempo completed. So Galba had 0 0.07, didn't he? Because that's like, he lasted roughly seven months. Yeah. Just a bit under. Yeah. Okay. He ruled from January 69. Yeah. To April 69. Wow. Yes. Four months. You round it, it's three months. Three months. Oh yeah. my goodness. And that gives him a score of 0 0.03. That's... Shockingly short. Yeah. Wow. Three months. Yeah. That's a big impact in three months, though, isn't it? Really. Oh, well, you say it's well, a big well, impact. A big, a big army, a big battly thing. It was a big impact on his life. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but in the general history, probably not so much because of what happens afterwards, which we'll get into next week. Um, right. So let's total up his score. So that is a final score. If you add all that together, of a mere nineteen point two. Eight. That's oh, that is our lowest, lowest, lowest scorer. That's our lowest scorer. That's even below Caligula. Yes, it was our previous lowest scorer. But he he scored very high on Acrasium, didn't he? Yes, he did. In fact, he got twenty five. That twenty is from Acrasium. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So not not a great result for Otho, no. but that does not mean he does not have a certain. Jeanne César. Jeanne César. Do they have a they certain, certain Jeanne César? Okay. This, this is... I, I'm in two minds. I'm actually genuinely in two minds about this. Yeah, okay. Because politically, he's brilliant, I think. Like, his sudden rise, to me, that's Jeanne César. Mm. That is. That's fantastic manoeuvring and power playing and... But he Manipulation was doing, yes. and... Yeah. He was, a, he was a result of circumstance. He... he like Trafford said, he was doomed. Mm. Doomed. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Shall I put my opinion forward? Yeah, put your opinion forward. Right. My opinion, like you said, yes, there's the political manoeuvring. Very good. He manages to become emperor, and that is impressive. Mm. He's battling us not so much. Nope. But he was down to a dud hand from the start. Yes. So I'm in, like you, in two minds. And um, because obviously I do the research and yeah. because I was looking at the battles for the, sorry the year of the four emperors for the last like three weeks I've been thinking about this for for about three weeks whether to give it to him and then one day it popped into my head the way he died yes now I was in two minds until I thought about that he died 
so he would be remembered. He died to stop the civil war, but I get the sense that it was a case of, right, I failed to be a brilliant emperor, yeah. so I'll at least be remembered by my death. And even if he wasn't expecting that memory, or remembrance mm. to be from a podcast in 2,000 years' time... Yeah, a really good podcast. Yeah, I think that maybe that is how he should be remembered. Do you know what? I yeah. think you've, you've put that into my head. I think he does have a certain genie César. I think he does. That's he might good. be our lowest scorer, but and he might have ruled for the least amount of time, but mm. there's something about him that I quite like. Yeah, I feel quite affectionate towards him. Yeah. I like to give him a pat on the head. Yeah. say, well done. Good, tr- good try. Not your fault. And yeah. you have been remembered. So there we go. We finally got, after quite a period of no Genesis Cesar, we've got someone else in the Colosseum. Yay! Waiting in the Golden House. Yeah. Which he commissioned to be finished. Yeah, so yeah. he built his own house. Yeah, that's good. So we've got someone else in there. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad as well. I'm glad. I wasn't sure whether you would. Because I, I was worried. I kind of wanted to, but when you put that yeah. out there about the death, I thought, yeah, that's, that's definitely... Definitely it. Yeah. Ah, oh, well okay. done. Well done, Otho. Even though you only lasted three months, you are remembered now, along with Augustus yep. and Caligula. Yay. Which, interestingly, our top scorer and our two lowest scorers are the ones with Genesis out mm. at the moment. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad we don't do it just based on the amount of scores they got, because that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Do they have that, that certain... Something. Yeah, and I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, so next week, I'm guessing you know who it is? Vitellius. Yes, so he was declared emperor soon after that battle. Well, he was um, anyway, wasn't he? Well, yes, actually, that's a good point. He was declared emperor much before, but now he is indisputed. Mono. Mono just emperor. him. No one left to... Uh, yeah, no, so, yeah. there is someone left that's oh, someone in the East, isn't there? Oh, yes, you hinted at that, didn't you? Yes. And that's going to be the other V, isn't it? Yes, we have Vitellius versus Vespasian next. Oh, that's quite good. Double V. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, okay, so all that remains to say is... Thank you to everyone um, that listens to it. Please follow us on Facebook, Roman Emperor's Totalis Ranking Podcast. We're also on Twitter which we, you know, put the odd picture up every now and again and say random things. Yeah. Um, so follow us on that as well. Please do leave a review on iTunes. It really will help. Um, we've got lots of likes on Facebook and Twitter now, which mm. is great, but an iTunes review would be fantastic. We got one, didn't we? Yay. Thank you very much to Groundhog55, who said, Until listening to this podcast, I'd never heard ancient Tyreme tactics being explained as placing the pointy bit against the flat bit in order to make a hole in the ship. This podcast is worth a listen. And he gave us five stars. Oh, brilliant. Thank yeah. you. So thank you very much. Thank to, you, Groundhog. Yeah. Um, so leave your iTunes review. We'll be very happy if you do. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you to Rex Factor. Yeah, thank you, Rex Factor. Your coin is on the way. Yes, yes, we've made them a coin. Um, because they're great. Well, it's, uh, don't get excited, it's not real metal though, it's just resin. But it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, one day we'll set that forge up. And yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll start minting our own coins and then we won't have to do podcast or work yeah, ever again. Yeah. We'll be sorted for life. Yeah, because we'll be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for LJ Trafford again. Congratulations on the publication of your new book, Galba's Men, out now. Yeah, um, go buy that in all good shops. Yeah, I'm, curr- shops. I'm currently reading um, Palatine, her first one of the four emperors based on Nero. I've just started and I'm really enjoying it. 
Yeah, really enjoying it. Yeah, I like at the front of a book. She's sort of put who the people are and what their roles are, which is <laughs> that would be very useful for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Until Vitellius next week, then. It's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye. sad? Are you lonely? Do you need to liven up your life? I knew Roman wine! Simply get the bottle and uncork it. Pour it into a glass and drink. And one, one hour later, everything's pretty good. Here, here, Rob, try some. Try some. Okay, it's good. Okay, get, give it back. Give it back. Give it back. Give. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me, let me wipe the blood off your face. Now, now for the small print. It's... I can't, can't read it, Rob. Oh, you just Okay, okay it, it makes your eyes go... wibbly. And, it, and you fall over a little bit. It's really good. But I, by the way... But...